0: Let's start today with this topic that has not been discussed on Mad Dog Radio for about nine days, and that's Major League uh, Baseball. I want to do three things here to start the show, and then we'll get your calls in, and uh, the floor will be yours, good part of the afternoon. Number one, the Yankees, 26-9. They have won 19-22, of 22, or there might be 20-23. I think it's 19-22. I think they were 7-6, and six, and now they're 29-26-9. Uh, they buried the Orioles yesterday. Part of the Yankee onslaught here in the last, uh, whatever it might be, three weeks has been the result of bad competition. They played Texas, they played the Royals, and they played the Orioles. I mean, a little something uh, might have something to do with that and you can have, they played the, the Guardians who they always kill. So if you, you could do a little of that if you wanted to sort of throw cold water on it. Uh, but you know, listen, 26-9 and 9 is 26-9. and 9. There's only a couple of Yankee teams in the history of the sport that have been better after 30-something games. The 27 Yankees are 28-7, and seven, and the 39 Yankees were about the same uh, record, and the 39 Yankees and the 27 Yankees, along with the 98 Yankees, are the three best Yankee teams in the history of the franchise, so if you want to sit there and say 26-9 and nine with those other three Yankee teams who obviously went on to win World Championships, the Yankees uh, won their fourth in a row in 39 with DiMaggio, the, the 28 Yankees with Garrick and Ruth, 60 homers for the Bambino, 47 for Garrick, and of course they beat the Pirates in four straight games. Uh, uh, They beat the Cardinals the next year, too. They won eight straight World Series games, 27 and 28. The 98 Yankees finished up 125 and 50 after all the games they played in the regular year, beat the Padres four in a row. I'm not saying this Yankee team is on that level, but this Yankee team, you know, listen, they hit a million home runs. 50% of their offense so far this year has been generated by the long ball. Last year, when they were very feast or famine, it was 47%, so they're actually hitting... More home run percentage so far in this year than they did last year, which is a, which make you a little nervous because the Yankees can still strike out plenty, but their offense is better. I mean Lemayo's healthier, you like that? Obviously Donaldson's there, so that makes it a little better. You know Torres is at more of an easy uh, at a uh, at his favorite position, which makes him relax a little bit not going to get his and Rizzo's here for the full season so if you think about it the Yankees you know should be a little better offensively and they got Hicks there too so they they, they have uh, they're a little more lined up from an offensive perspective than they had been a year ago based on Donaldson based on the health of LeMay last year had a hernia Rizzo there for the whole season he's got nine ten home runs so that's number one and the Yankees and of course the pedigree of the other teams in Yankee history that have gotten off to these kind of starts and the Yankees you know listen if you want to throw a cold water on it go ahead bring up the guardians all you want Uh, but they did bury Toronto a lot you know they went into Chicago and took care of the White Sox I mean a decent team they've hurt the Blue Jays plenty in the last uh, 10 days they beat them a lot of you know big games at Yankee Stadium and big games up in Toronto Uh, they won four out of five against the Blue Jays who everybody's favorite flavor of the month and the Yankees you know they should not be derailed in this division you know Tampa won't be quite as good right now they're six over the Yankees Yankees are 15 over. The Yankees currently right now have themselves a six-game lead in the lost guy. i the raise. Uh, their pitching is much better, too. I mean, the Yankees might be the real deal in 2022. Now, we haven't won a championship since 09. The Yankees' season always kind of starts on October 5th when they got to see if they're the first to 11. Uh, the Yankees would like to make sure they'd have the best Record or two, which means they would avoid the wild card round and be right into a divisional series uh, scenario uh, once we get to October. Uh, But the Yankees are going to be there in October, I can promise you that. 26 and 9, Judge and Stanton, Rizzo, even a guy like Gallo's hitting some home runs lately. Gallo uh, right now has got, uh, what's he got, five, six home runs. Gallo's doing a little better too. I mean, the Yankees, uh, listen, I don't like Gallo, and, and the Tories can be sitting 240, and, you know, Gallo did strike out four times last night hitting 191, but a little more power out of him. And the Yankees are good to Make a long story short. That is uh, item number one on this afternoon's program. And they're better than the Mets. The Mets are good too. Mets need another bat. They're twenty-three and thirteen. You know they're the next best record in baseball. Them and the Dodgers compared to the Yankees. Houston's twenty-three and twelve. The Yankee nemesis are uh, the twenty-three and thirteen Astros. Lost last night. Uh, and they're also always the Yankee nemesis. And they also have Verlander there this year. Uh, so we keep an eye on that. But um, and they didn't have him last year. I mean the Yankees very, very good. That is item number one. Item number two is what the Twins are doing with Buxton. I, I, I don't understand if you didn't know this uh, they are going to basically play in two out of three days. So every third day, Buxton, their center fielder who's injury prone, who's only played 100 games once in his seven-year career, they gave him 100 million in the offseason. He's a you know he's a very good player when healthy, uh, but they, they have decided because he's got lots of nooks and crannies and he has lots of uh, you know he's he's got he's injury prone. They have decided, and I disagree with it. They have decided to give him uh, every third day off. Uh, this year, at least for, you know, the foreseeable future. Now, uh, they gave him a day off this past weekend, and they needed a big hit and late in the game, and they didn't even let him pinch hit. So when they mean day off, they mean day off. And Now, if you, what are you going to do this in September when you're playing the White Sox, and you're trying to win a division? You're going to do this in October because it's three days in a row. You don't want to use them three days in a row, so you're going to give them a day off then in the postseason series? I mean, it's not like the Twins can sort of navigate like an NBA team that knows it's going to win 55 games every year and they can figure out a way to get their big stars rest because they know they're going to be in the playoffs anyway. I'm not sure if, in fact, uh, you know, the Twins who have a history of folding in postseason play, they, they shrivel up when they see the Yanks. I don't know if the Twins can play that game, but it seems like they're going to go down that path by playing it nice and uh, cozy with Buxton, and I completely disagree. If you feel that way about Buxton, that you only can get 115, 120 games out of him at most every year, why'd you give him $100 million? I don't understand. The Twins are not an unlimited payroll. They, their resources are finite. So every nickel they spend has to be accounted for. They're not the Dodgers. So to give him all that money and then only get 115, 110 games out of him, I personally, I don't quite understand. Plus, every time you try to be protective and preventive of injury, you get injury every time. You know, these teams, uh, you know, they monitor their pitchers. They you know six man rotations, five innings. There's still as many timey job operations now as they've always been. I mean, it's as simple as that. And same thing with the everyday player. Uh, I wouldn't do it that way. I'm not saying he plays 162 games, but I would I, I can't manage my ball club where I got one hand tied behind my back because every third day I can't play my best player. And that is where the Twins are right now, which is odd. Uh, now, Correa was all upset because he loves Buxton. He, of course, a uh, rental with Minnesota saying, anybody who says the Twins are doing something wrong, don't know anything about baseball. And, you know, went on and on and on. Like anybody who questions this brilliant strategy needs their head examined. I got three things to say about Correa. When you're Correa and you're part of that sign-stealing scheme in Houston and you know, and part of a scenario in 17, I really don't want to hear from you. That's the first thing. Second thing, he signed three one-year contracts with Minnesota where he could opt out after every year when you know this year he'll do so because he didn't get the $350 million that Lindor got, that Corey Seager got. He had to settle for Baez got plenty. He had to settle for a lot less because he was last to sign, changed agents and all that. So he had to settle for basically one year at thirty six and a half million. He did three one year contracts where he has an opt out after the first year. And you know and I know that Boris will take him to free agency after that first year with Minnesota, especially if he has a good season. Now he hasn't gotten off to a good start. He's had an injury, but if he plays pretty well here from here on out, he will opt out and try the market again. So they the idea that he's Mr. Twin, that he's Tony Oliva, Harmon Killebrew, is a bunch of nonsense. So I could, I don't want to hear from, uh, I don't, I don't want to hear from Correa. And the other thing I would say about Correa is it's not like Minnesota's won thirty championships. All right, and the idea that Minnesota knows what they're doing—how do we know that? Minnesota's not a consistently good major league franchise. They have won one World's championship. I should say they've won two World Championships since 1961. They've been in three World Series. Well, what? All of a sudden, the Twins, you know, are the um, you know uh, are, are the uh, try get are the New England Patriots. So let's take it easy as far as Minnesota is concerned in Korea. That is item number two. Buxton should not be sitting down every third day. The Twins need him more than that. And then number three is Oakland, the Athletics. Last night they had thirty one hundred at the Coliseum. It is time. It's been way too long. It is time that Major League Baseball makes Oakland basically cut bait and get the hell out of there. Uh, Oakland has never been a great baseball town. They did have three good years of attendance in 88, 89, and 90 when they were a good team and they got the three straight champ World Series. They drew close to 3 million, which I didn't even realize until I looked it up today. But historically, they have not been a great uh franchise as far as bringing fans into their seats they've been sort of a funky franchise they've been sort of a blue collar franchise where you know everybody's uh, takes pride in being an A's fan because it's something different they've been a little unique and they've been pretty competitive but the idea that the A's are the St. Louis Cardinals in the Pacific in the in the uh, in the state of California is a bunch of is a bunch of nonsense the A's are not the Giants uh, they don't have the ballpark the Giants do. The city of Oakland lost the Raiders. They lost Golden State, the Warriors. I mean, they've been dilly-dallying around. And I'm not saying to build them a stadium because or or help them build them a new facility, which they need desperately, because I am not for building these billionaires' stadiums. But if you are not going to do that, then if he decides to go somewhere else where they will build them a stadium, like Vegas, you have to understand that. So if the owner leaves Oakland, I don't care how much he's worth and he's worth a fortune. If he leaves Oakland because they can't get a stadium proposal put together properly with all these executive council votes, it's a disaster. And he wants to go to Vegas because Vegas has got more land than he can shake a stick at. They already have hockey. They already have the football. So they want to make it baseball too. And he wants to move there. And you can't blame him. And the idea that the A's have not put together a good franchise for you in the last seven or eight years is a bunch of nonsense. They're an economical franchise, but outside of this year, they've been a very competitive franchise. They've, been, they've done a hell of a job maximizing their resources to give the fan base out there something to cheer for on a, year, on a, on a week-to-week basis, month-to-month basis, year-to-year basis. Not the case this year, but they have been in the past. So it's time to cut bait in Oakland and get the hell out of there. It's gone on way too long. They're never going to get through all that nonsense and all that red tape. The A's need to leave soon. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82.